Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Rob, tonight uh, the NCAA tournament resumes. Obviously, uh, the Sweet 16 is now underway, and Michigan State right now up four points on Kansas State in the uh, first game of the night. Michigan State, Rob, a seven seed. Now, they're obviously a, a strong program now, you know, year in, year out, but they're just a seven seed this year. And Kansas State's a three seed. So right now... They're uh, leading the charge uh, for an upset. We also got Arkansas and UConn tonight. Arkansas 8, UConn number 4 seed. Florida Atlantic a 9 seed versus Tennessee a 4 seed. And then we talked to Tracy Murray, the UCLA grad last night. Uh, And UCLA, the second number 2 seed, they play third seeded Gonzaga in the nightcap. And, Rob, if you notice, as I read off those seeds, I did it for a reason, a lot of them were low. Right. Nine seeds and, and four seeds. Four isn't seven that low, seed. but still, yeah, seven seed. And this has been a year uh, of some upsets. Um, the first time, Rob, since 1980 that at least one of these teams is not in the Sweet 16, and that would be Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, and North Carolina. That's, that's uh, the most successful programs of the last 40 years, right? And when you I say mean, UCLA that, Chris, used to be, but now it's though those are the top four. 
Right. And for you to say that, that this hasn't happened since 1980, that's a long time ago, more than a generation. Yep. It tells you about the changing of the guard. And uh, Tracy Murray talked about it with the transfer portal, Chris, and the I and the, um, NAIL, the, the, the name, likeness, and image and likeness, uh, um, you know, that has balanced out some people and people can move on. They're not getting playing time. They were a right. big recruit. They were at a big school, but they're not playing. They, so they, they take a step a down. Mid-major. Right. right, mid-major, and now they're the man there. So, right. so those right. things have happened. And, um, you know, it's always, Chris, I, I think there's always good to have new blood, not the same old, same old, but it is kind of like to not have any of those in, in schools in it is weird. And I do want to see the ratings. I know they have been very good, and that's good for the NCAA uh, that these upsets have They've been know, the moved, best ever. Let which me is give you a little of it. Uh, the Sports Business Journal said the NCAA tournament's first round was the most watched first round ever. That That's mind-boggling, Chris, because uh, – when when we were growing up, you didn't have many choices, no. and when I, you know, and and so you and you didn't have that many channels. So when you talk about, you know, the Magic uh, Bird. Bird game, that's still one of the highest rated sporting events ever. Like right, that and game, it's the most watched college game ever, ever. basketball game. And it'll always be, I it think, will. right? It, it will. I think be. it'll always be because just, it was like thirty-five you said, million. You didn't have right? any options. It's like yeah, I don't know exactly. Million. Yeah, it was huge. It was but, a huge number, even yeah. for for. And back remember, then. our population as a nation wasn't as big as it is now. Right, but and, and you had three channels. You, you had, had right. three major channels. Uh, cable was probably just Infancy. starting out. Right. Yeah, no, most people you, didn't have you cable. Remember, I didn't have cable growing up until I was, I want to say, seventh grade. Wow, you know when I got cable, Chris? No lie, when I went to college. When I moved to Connecticut, that's pretty close. I mean, not, not even joking. That's about when I, I, I you're what, about five years older than me? I'm four five years five, older. Yeah, that yep. was when, when I was in seventh grade, around the yep. same time. Yep. I, yep. That was the first time we had, I had cable TV. Uh, there was a big scandal in Queens growing up, like the borough president had some sort of, uh, Chris, he was holding the cable companies hostage because, you know, Queens has a lot of homes, like, right, you know, houses. Right, right, right. right. And, and middle class people. And so they wanted a payoff from the cable company. As soon as uh, Donald Manis committed suicide, we got cable like it felt like the next so week. So the guy I mean, that was holding him hostage committed suicide? Yeah, found out wow. they found out about the scandal and everything, and he wound up committing suicide. Donald wow. Manis, he was the borough president for Queens. But anyway, my point was I didn't see cable till I was in college. So I just had the four or five channels we all had. Yep, yep. And um so uh, you're right. It, it, and, and some people say, well, it's on four stations. You know, CBS, True TV, TBS, TNT. But still, Rob, I still think back then they had the advantage because it was <laughs> it were three channels. So amazing that they've done this. And I think the, the, what we want to throw out eventually in a few, you know, a few minutes to our listeners is do you do you like the parody? Because, Rob, there's always been that debate. Right. It is a is a dominant team or two or three better for a league uh, than just having parity. Right. Where you where anybody's got a shot. And, um, you know, I always point to with the NBA in the 70s, that was the most parity the NBA ever had. 
Uh, eight teams won it, won championships in that decade. Eight out of ten years, you know, it was a different champion. Uh, and then in the 80s, the 70s was the worst era for the NBA, the worst decade for the NBA it, for various it was, reasons. It, 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 was, it was, there was drug was issues, Chris. Yeah. It was on tape delay for the championship. I remember, and this is no lie, Howard Cosell, you remember Chris had a segment on the radio called Howard Cosell, speaking of sports, Howard Cosell. <laughs> and he came on and he talked about like the blue bloods of the NBA, Chris, were talking about uh, breaking off from the NBA. That's how bad it was. Like they wanted in the to start 70s? The, yeah, they wanted to start well, their remember, own so league. Where was, was this while the ABA was in existence or what? Yes, but they were talking about this is before the merger, uh, and it was like the Knicks, the Celtics, you know, like uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, the Lakers. The Lakers. You know, like those kind of franchises. We're talking about having their own league. I'm I'm gonna Google it uh, later. I never, I've never even heard about that. But obviously, I mean, yeah, you had the ABA up until they merged in '76, right? And half of the best players in the world were playing in ABA. And so, like you said, the NBA, their uh, games were on tape delay, and so, and that was parody. And then in the '80s was the golden era that brought the league back and began its resurgence and its renaissance. And Rob, not only did there were, I believe, let's see, you had the the Lakers, the Sixers, the Celtics, the and the Pistons. Only four teams won championships in the 80s, and only five reached the finals. Houston Amazing. was the other team. Like, so, so in a whole decade, only five teams reached the finals, and yet that was the golden era. But, of but, the NBA. And recently, Golden State's been dominant. You had Cleveland meeting them in the playoffs. Those were good. You know, it's been popular with, with Golden State. So, you know, I've always felt like it, it, the, the history seems to show that while we like parity, we also maybe prefer a dominant team, a, a giant. But that, they have that to be good, though. To they have to really be like people do want like that, that juggernaut, that team. Even if it's to hate, Chris, you know, like, like even if it's to hate to see them lose or try to, you know, like right. there's a there's a part now, of that as well. I do think Golden State, when Durant went there, they that was a little right. too much. That you know, I mean that that was a little too much because it, and maybe it was the way it happened, Rob. You know what I mean? I mean, if they had just organically, I'm not even speaking against player empowerment, but. Obviously, they recruited him. He wanted to go there, and it just seemed unfair. Um, but that that I don't know how great that was for the league. Um, because I like seeing, you know, some of these great players spread out and then made the best man, you know, win. Uh in the 90s, Rob, you had it that was an era, because like I said, the 80s, we talk about magic and bird and all that, but very few other teams had a chance because those were super teams. They were organically built, but they were right. super teams. Right. And then with in the 90s, it was like everybody had their team, right? Jordan had his team. Barkley had his team. Elijah Wine, Ewing, Ewing. Reggie Miller, Carl uh, Malone in Stockton. You know, like Ed, Clyde Drexler with Portland. Everybody had their squad. And then it was like, okay, who, who's really the boss? David Robinson with the Spurs. And Jordan was the boss. And 
you know, so it was like you kind of had parity in it that it was like, okay, we got a superstar and all these different teams have a superstar, but Jordan dominated, so it became, but, you know, a dominant, you know. Right, I mean, one but, but during that time, though, you, you, you know, even though they won all the time, Chris, you know, like Ewing and them made a run. The, like, like there, there were teams that were good, the Pacers. That you like, thought could challenge them. That right, you thought could challenge yeah. them. It yeah. wasn't like, oh, the Knicks got no shot. Like, it wasn't like that. Oh, no. you th- Yeah, the Knicks were, I mean, that was, they were a rival, even though they never really they beat they, Jordan. Right, they never beat them, but they were a rival. rival. Right, Indiana was a rival. Yep. Um, and he was just, you know, he was just that good. And that's why he's pretty much universally recognizes the GOAT. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Did you see the Mavericks Warriors game last night? Uh, the highlights. Yeah, so you 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 saw all the commotion and the hubbub about a play late in the third quarter. Yes. Uh, for those that might not have seen it, the the Golden State Warriors beat Dallas 127-125 on the road. That was their second straight road win for the Warriors. So, you know, maybe they're playing a little bit better on the road. But anyway, uh, they obviously won by two points. And with a minute 56 left in the third quarter, uh, a player for the Warriors missed the three-pointer. It went out of bounds off of a player, and the referee signaled, clearly signaled, that it was the Golden State Warriors ball. And then, fairly quickly, he signaled for a timeout that the Mavericks had called, uh, and he pointed to the Mavs. And Kevon Looney for the Warriors, Rob, did initially, like, look at the referee like, what? Like, he thought he was calling the ball for the Mavericks. And the ref explained to him quickly, no, it was that was a timeout. It's, it's and, Warriors and, ball. And, and the and Mavericks it, were lined up, right, Chris, on the offensive end? Well, at this point, no. I mean, I'm just explaining okay. the actual play okay. first. And then they go to the bench and they have their timeout. And then when they come out, come back out on the floor, Golden State lines up for an out-of-bounds play underneath its own basket, or, you know, the basket is trying to score it. And the Mavericks are on the other side of the court. Two of their players are at half court just looking at the Warriors. And the Warriors are like, okay. And they they throw it in the Kavai Looney, and he goes in for an easy dunk. And that was two points. And look, I think most people would understand, Rob, like, okay, I'm not saying every bucket isn't important, but you know, Rob, you got 14 minutes left. That two points, I would not say, even though they lost by two, that that was the game, that it would have been a tie had it not been for those two points. Because, Rob, you know it, everything changes now, right? Uh, Maybe the Mavericks play or, or the Warriors play more desperately because they don't have those two, but whatever. It just, you can't say that something with 14 minutes left to go, it would have been the outcome of the game or change, you know, been the deciding factor in the game. Not- but the, the, the controversy is that Mark Cuban started tweeting that the official had initially called the ball for the Mavericks and confused them. But when you look at the tape, Rob, he didn't call it for the Mavericks. Like, yeah, but I, he, I don't know what in the world uh, Mark Cuban's looking at. He clearly the called thing, the Chris, ball for the Warriors. That That is questionable and the confusion is that official Michael Smith 
must have thought the ball was was Dallas's ball because he was positioned on the same end of the floor as the Mavericks. Well, Why was one he, of the three. Why was he One of there? the three. I, I have no idea. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, he shouldn't yeah, have been that, there. Yeah, but that doesn't matter no, to me. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Right. He's That's not, he, Cuban's argument. It's, that, it's but, like, what is he doing there? I, I'm just saying, he didn't know what was going on because he shouldn't have been at that end of the floor if the ball is the other way. Well, maybe he was down there because the Mavericks were down there. I mean, the, the Mavericks lined up down there. You got it, three officials. You had one at half court yeah, and one really more, more like, Toward the or, or the half I'm just mark, saying, I think. That, that's a little and you bit. You had one under the basket. But that, look, weird. this is to me. To me, no, I'm not. I'm not making it like this, it's the, yeah, like this it is made BS the difference the in the game. No, I get but that. But I'm just but, saying, like, it, there was confusion there, and I don't know how they imbal- only, how do they give it the ball when you see the other teams not there, Chris? Like, because because like, Rob, if a team and, and I, I don't know, I, I'm not saying you're siding with the Mavericks. I'm not. My I'm thesis. Just, my thesis statement is this. The Mavericks made a colossal error. It's not the officials' fault. They never called the ball for the Mavericks. I don't know why in the world you thought it was called for the Mavericks. Now, Cuban tweeted this too, Rob. And if if this is true, then he is right and he has a read. Because he's he said he's going to protest. He has 48 hours Chris, to protest. I'm, I'm, it costs $10,000 to I'm protest. I'm 59 years old. I've never seen a protest work in any sport. The last one to work in the NBA was 2008. And they changed the game? They changed, They they awarded the, well, you know, you had to replay, I think, the last minute and a half or something like that. Wow. But this would be the last 14 minutes. He's not going to win because in his tweet he said the referee called the ball for the Mavericks. No, he did not. He clearly called it. We all watched it on tape. He called it for the the Warriors. Now, Cuban, so that's wrong, number one. Number two, Rob, Cuban did say this in his tweet. The announcer in the arena announced that it was the Mavericks ball. Now, if that's true, then Cuban now has something. I still don't think the league would change, you know, give this to the Mavericks and play the last 14 minutes of the game. But that would be something that Cuban could stand on. But here's my issue with that, Rob. I looked in all the, the Dallas Morning News, The Athletic, ESPN. I listened to Jason Kidd and Steve Kerr. And nobody else said the arena announcer announced that it was the Mavericks ball. Right. Just Mark Cuban. Yeah, so now if he that shouldn't be difficult to right, I mean to find out. And so if that didn't happen, you could get a replay of the game. That was yeah, on television. I, mean, that, I, I mean, know some easy. people tried to look at it and they couldn't hear it or okay. something, but but my point so ultimately, Rob, I look, I think it was an embarrassing gaffe by the Mavericks. Um and I don't want to hear like first of all, they didn't even they would have lost by five. They hit a three-pointer at the buzzer when the game was over. Um, you know, but I, I just think, Rob, that that was their fault and not the officials' fault. And I hear you on the referee, but, Rob, like, that, that's and you said, strange like, to me, right. And, well, like and, I said, he may you, have been down you. there just because the other team was down there. All right, let me ask you as a referee, okay? Did you have a referee, Chris? I never refereed. I mean, like, I, in, I in college, okay. yeah. 
if the other team's not there to, to, to defend the basket, would you give the ball to Golden State to inbound? Absolutely. Okay, so you just because it's not see when you met like like if I'm a football referee and you got twelve players on the field, I'm not gonna be like, hey, hey, you got you got twelve people on the field. No, I get no, that. I'm gonna but, call a penalty. But if you no got players ten players on there, the field, I'm not no gonna say, hey, get another guy out there. I'm gonna say, no, I I agree, the play. I agree with that. Yeah, but they're not defending the goal at all. They're at the other end of the court. Don't yeah, you look and go. No, don't you look and go that there's confusion here. I want to make sure that you guys know it's not your ball. Nah, you should know. It, it, I'm now, asking. If, if I said it was your ball and then changed it, yes, you're right. If the announcer announced that it was your ball over the loudspeaker, absolutely. I totally agree with you, Rob. Okay. But if, if, if we never gave any indication, which I, from tape, there was never any indication that it was their ball, then... No, I mean that that's y'all fault for 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 being dumb, just to keep it real. I mean, I don't know what, what else to call it. So I, I don't know. I think Mark Cuban, this is ridiculous. Now, again, if we find out the announcer announced it, then all of this I said, take it, take it away. Because that would be a reason to think you've got the ball. But I didn't hear Jason Kidd say, yeah, we the announcer announced it. I didn't hear Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr said. When he heard, when he saw them lined up on the other side of the court, he was like, I had to really do a double take and think, like, is this our basket? You know, he didn't say, well, yeah, I mean, I get it because the announcer said it was, you know, like nobody else heard it. And so I, I just think it's a mistake. But ultimately, Rob, uh, I, and I want to talk a little bit about the Mavericks. They, they are three and six. This is interesting. Kyrie didn't play last night, and they played well, but they lost the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they they were close enough to try to win, have a chance to win. But they're three and six in games with Luka and Kyrie playing, and this isn't great either. But they're four and five when one or the other plays. You know, like when Luka plays without Kyrie, or they actually plays. have a better record. When- <laughs> yeah, and I well, I think it's because Rob, they are so used to playing a one man show. You know, so when it's when like and by that so Luca's got the ball and he's doing his thing and everybody's paying off him. They know where to space. They know, you know, when to set the picks cuz they're just playing off him and getting to the right spots for him to pass it to him or shoot it if he doesn't shoot it. Same thing with Kyrie. Wow. Right? When Luca's out, Kyrie just steps into Luca's role and they're fine. But when you got both of them out there, now you got two playmakers, and the other three, the spacing is a little off. They, I don't think they instinctively know what to do and where to go, and I think that little split-second difference hurts them because obviously they're a better team with both of them as far so, as talent. But going forward, what do you think happens? I mean, they gave up a lot for Kyrie. Uh, are they going to? I mean, it, uh, At this uh, point, Rob, it look, I mean, look, we'll see what happens in the playoffs, right? But – if they go out in like the first round or losing the play in, I don't know. I I would think that Kyrie's probably not going to be back. I mean, they might bring him back and say, "We'll try it, right? We'll try it." A but second, they might not you know, offer him the time. kind of contract that he wants, so he well, might not I be there. I definitely don't think they'll do that. I definitely right. don't think they'll do that. I think the challenge, the pro- uh, problem, for lack of a better word, in Dallas, Rob, is that Luca, and not, not even saying it's his fault. But they got Luka doing everything. 
just like LeBron was doing everything in Cleveland his first go-round there. And that's hard to win a championship. And I don't think they're going to be able to win big like that. And so I think they should actually be playing differently. It's kind of like when it's a different, you know, era, and so the style is a little different. But you remember when Phil Jackson took over the Bulls. And he said, look, we can't have Michael Jordan doing everything. Right, you're not going to win like that. Right. right. LeBron didn't win that way. Mike didn't win that way. Will Oscar, they didn't win that way. Luka's going to win that way, who doesn't play any defense. Right. So I think that's – I think the Mavericks are doing him and themselves a disservice. disservice. I get it. He's your best player, right? Because I've talked to Coach, they're like, well, who else you want making the play? Who better to have the ball? I get all that, but if you really – you, I think you have to play a style that's going to be get everybody involved to some degree. That that's going to be conducive to winning yes. long term, and you can't just. That's just a cop out, Chris, to just say, "Well, he's the best player. Just give him the ball, and move out of the way." Well, you've tried that, right? And how's and it, it working out and, for you? And it ain't working out, right? Long term, it's not going to work out. You already know that. That's insanity. Keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. You got to figure it out. And, and also, Rob, and you know this, it's not going to attract other superstars. Now, right. Kyrie was traded there, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a guy, anybody that can really do something on their own is not going to want to go there and just play off Luka. Now, Kevin Durant could because he's a unique superstar in the right. way he, he could plays. go. He can play anywhere. He can play right. with the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> right, and get his. But your average guy, and, and LeBron kind of had that issue too, Rob. You know? So it's not just Luka, but I, I just think that style of play is um, is doing them a disservice. But let's see what you guys think. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We are talking Mavericks. First of all, the complaint by Mark Cuban, I think it's ridiculous. What do you think? And Luka. Kyrie, they, they're playing better when uh, one of their stars is on the bench. I think it's because their style is a one-man show, whether that's Luka or Kyrie. Uh, and I think it's a disservice to their stars and their role players to be a one-man show. They need to play more team ball if they want to have a chance to win deep in the playoffs. Five. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's 
smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart. I think like it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like we have fun, but then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We're the iCouple live from the Tyrac.com studios. Our next guest does a great job covering the association for Yahoo Sports. You've heard him here before, friend of the show, Vinny Goodwill. Vinny, what's up, man? What's going on, y'all? We are great, brother. We are great. Uh, Let's start here. This Mavericks protest, what do you make of it? Was that the referee's fault, or you think this is much ado about nothing? I think it's kind of much ado about nothing. Like, you see the ref point and turn towards the Warriors basket, right? Clearly, right. And then he points to say time out that way. I think the problem was the announcer, the PA guy, who's a Dallas guy, said the wrong thing and they listened to what they heard as opposed to what they did or didn't see. And if that's the case, since when do you take the ball at the opposite basket of where the ball went out of bounds at? It just seems like... That's a a good point, too. I hadn't even... Honestly, you're the first person I've heard even say that, Vinny, but you're right. You're it's absolutely a coach's right. Snafu. <laughs> like, it's, um, it's either a coaching snafu or, or a player IQ point. snafu or whatever the hell it is, but if the ball is under the basket, that's where it gets taken out. Of. And right. even if it's your ball, shouldn't one person be down there trying to inbound the ball? Nobody right. was down there. That's we're, a great we're, point. Vinny, and why was the referee, the, the one lone referee down with the w- – did that make sense? Where should he be, the referee who was down there with Well, the it was one of the Mavericks. three was down there on the Mavericks side of the floor. Yeah, you know, you know I mean, it's, it's so much space to cover, and where the players are, you, you kind of spread. You kind of spread. You got one on the baseline. You have one on the opposite end, kind of in front of the broadcast table, the short broadcast table, right. not the long one. And then you have another one opposite bench. 
So it felt like they, they were in the right place. The, hey, the players got to know. Like, now don't get me wrong. If this is the playoffs, if this is the finals, I'm sure the refs will give guys a little more leeway. Hey, side out of bounds that way. You don't want to have that type of play determine that game. But also, let's be honest, Dallas had a lot of time to figure stuff out. By the end of that game, they hit a three at the buzzer, which brought it to two. They had already lost the game. It didn't matter to me. Right. What do you – and I know it's not a huge sample size, but the Mavericks are 3-6 and six with Luke and Kyrie playing, 4-5 and five when one or the other sits, you know, when one's out with injury. What do you make of this whole Dallas experiment with, with Kyrie and Luka? I think it's less about those two, although I think you could make the sense that you got two ISO-heavy players and who else is going to get shots. But I feel like it's more about what they gave up. And they don't have interior defenders. They don't have wing defenders. Kyrie ain't going to defend nobody, and neither is Luka. Mm. And that's what you gave up in, you know, the Dorian Finney-Smith, who was basically the guy that guarded the Chris Pauls and guarded the Devin Bookers last year when they made that run. And they don't have a chance to replenish that roster this year right now. So knowing you're giving up Kyrie, getting Kyrie Irving, you know that maybe you'll have a chance to shake the roster up this summer, but maybe they didn't realize all that they were giving up as far as the intangibles. Where are you on the Suns and and just a lot of the the steam or air out of their balloon after Durant got hurt doesn't mean that he's not going to be back and could still fit in there and they could still make a run does it seem like some of the air has gone out of that? A little bit, but, Rob, I think it's different if you're Phoenix or if you're L.A. If you're L.A. and you bring LeBron back, LeBron's coming back to a whole new team in a way, and you have to refigure your team around LeBron in a completely different way because he controls the offense, he's a distributor, these guys have learned how to play without them. In Phoenix's case, Kevin Durant, you can drop him anywhere on any team, regardless of what the system is, and he's going to play like Kevin Durant. You, he's not a high-maintenance player. That's not to say there's anything wrong with LeBron, but if you're KD, I think even though he hasn't played at all this year, I think you can look at it like, let's say he was injured all season with these guys and he had no training camp or nothing. I feel like you can drop KD in with those guys and have a reasonable chance. And here's the other thing. The Western Conference ain't that good. You know what I mean? So there's no one team that you're worried about from a sweat equity standpoint that's going to scare you if you're Phoenix. They might get beat, but I don't think it's going to be a problem. So you mentioned LeBron uh, coming back, and and a few people have wondered about what he's going to look like. You know, I mean, because LeBron's not easy to adjust to. Uh, How do you think it works? Let's assume he gets back, you know, late in the season, last week or whatever. How do you think it works? Do you think it – obviously he's their best player – but do you think it could be? Are uh, we challenging? sure? Are we sure that he's I, I their think best he, player, Chris? I, I, look, I think yeah, I think AD should be, but I think LeBron's more consistent. Now AD's obviously a way better defender at this point, right? But I just think he's a little more inconsistent sometimes. You know, just not engaged as he should be. But but regardless of that, even if you want to say AD's the best player, how do you think the the them bringing LeBron back is going to work? Chris, I mean, put it like this. You got Rob over there with you. Rob is 75 years old and lost oh like my. 35 pounds. <laughs> How hard was it to lose these 35 pounds this time compared to last time? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, when you get old, whether it's basketball years or dog years or life years, 
Like, sometimes it ain't easy. And I think for LeBron to be able to come back from that injury, we're going to assume that he's going to be LeBron James at peak everything. And I don't know if that's a realistic expectation. He's gotten hurt every year he's been in L.A. with the exception of the bubble year. And those guys have learned how to play without him. I'm not one of these idiots saying, man, LeBron's going to take the ball out of Austin Reeves' hand. Uh, yeah, I ain't heard that, that stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there yeah. is an adjustment period that you're going to have to make for him. And – if LeBron has a foot problem, that means he ain't playing no defense either. That means you got to overcompensate for a lot. Yeah, he wasn't defending anyway, but yeah. Exactly. No, that, that that's a good way of looking at it. And uh, where are the Knicks to you? Um, uh, can they make – are they just a, a pretty good team that's going to maybe get out of the first round or not, Vinny? Rob, you know what they're like? They're like when you approach a beautiful woman on a date – they're like, Rob, you got a little money, you're tall, <laughs> but something's quite not right here. What? You know what I mean? Like, you ain't wow. quite, quite there. It's been so long, <laughs> Rob doesn't remember that. What? Are you kidding? <laughs> hey, hey, I, I married the most beautiful woman in Detroit. Do never forget that. And Vinny that was and years left ago. You. And she left you. Why do you got to pour salt in my womb? <laughs> and she and she and she wised up and left you. Thank you so much, Camille Green. I really I, I love you for that. Right, but but no. What for the Knicks? I don't think they're as good as Philly or Milwaukee or Boston. I'm not sure if they beat Cleveland in the first round because that looks like to be the four or five. And if it's two evenly matched teams, I tend to go with the best player. And the best player is Donovan Mitchell, a guy that the Knicks couldn't get. Now, I think it won't be like a couple years ago when they they played Trey Young and got embarrassed. I think it will be a closer series. And I wouldn't be surprised if they won, but I wouldn't pick them to win. And even if they did, and you're playing Milwaukee next, you're getting packed up. We got about a minute left for your answer. Uh, You concerned about Boston? I mean, they they were 4-2 and on their recent road trip, so – they're not playing as badly as some people think, but do, do you have questions about them entering these playoffs? Yeah, they don't feel Absolutely. as good to me as they did earlier. Absolutely, I got questions. Because last year, they were storming coming into the playoffs, coming post-January. This year, they stormed off starting the season, and they've been kind of sputtering post-February. I, think, I still think they're a good team. I still think once they're completely healthy, they're a complete team. But I got, I got questions, especially defensively, about them and how they're going to play, especially with Al Horford being older. Jalen Brown, you wonder where everybody's head is going to be at. And you don't have Ime Udoka there, and this new guy – you know, Joe Mazzulla, we got a lot of questions about this guy still. Right, right. All right, that's our man, Vinny Goodwill, Yahoo Sports. Great stuff Thanks, as Vinny. always, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. Yep. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.